Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you wanted to have a cloning facility mm-hmm. and like let somebody remember what happened in there, mm-hmm. the first thing that I would do is have them see that Queen Elizabeth runs this thing. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, and I am the Crypto King. What's up? What's up, Crypto King? What's okay, up? today I have a topic that I think that you will really love. I know I will. <laughs> okay, so we prepare our own topics separately, and usually we don't tell each other until we actually shoot these episodes. Uh, but I did give you a hint before Big time. we started filming. So today we are talking about celebrities who are rumored to be dead and replaced by clones. I think that, that it's a scientific topic. I think that it's a topic that a lot of people in the scientific community especially um, are all mm-hmm. talking about peer reviewing as well. So mm-hmm. we definitely wanted to delve into this topic and we're very excited to bring it to all of you. Yes, it's all science. And I went to the greatest medical journals that I could yep. find. So right. don't try to argue with us. It's real and you know it. And deep down, if you want to be a denier, yeah. then you're just a big brother cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, so, but serious note, uh, wanted to preface by saying that this is for entertainment value only. Okay. We are not uh, we are not slandering anybody. Um, oh, I see. All of these people are alive. Okay. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest wink ever. We Psych? hate these people. Just, no, <laughs> no. But I, it is it is important to realize that like there are real people and like they are affected by these rumors. So this is all for fun. But I think it is really They're really really I think rich it's really, people really though. Fun. So I think we'll all make it somehow. Yeah, we'll, we'll all make we'll it. Figure it out. Okay. That being said, let, let's put some tinfoil hats on yes, and please. delve into some of these conspiracies, quote unquote, conspiracies. That's what they want you to think. What a sad thing to have happened to tinfoil hats, by the way, because like, what if... Yeah, just, they were so fashionable before. It could have been a really fashionable thing, yeah. but now everyone just associates that with like, you're a crazy person. You're a crazy person. Yeah. I mean... That's too bad. A trend that could never be. Nope. Truly, How sad. Truly cannot. We'll uh, drink to it later. So the first person we're going to discuss that is... A celebrity who is past that uh, is replaced by a clone is Avril Lavigne. Did I have you know heard this. this. I've heard, heard this, right? This, yes. What have you heard about it? That she died um, like right around when she was first popping off, mm-hmm. and that she was replaced with like someone else, someone similar. Which is, you know, I get the joke there too because like you know any chick who was a hot topic at that time. Like basically looks like Avril Lavigne, hundred thousand. You know what? Did I did I tell you the story? No. About this? No. Oh my God, this is actually, Avril Lavigne is kind of a sore point for me, um, although 
again, don't don't the harass real her. The real people. The real people. Okay. Jeez. But she is such a sore point for me because so all through high school I was in the punk rock group, right? And we listened to No Effects, Lagwagon, like punk rock bands. Okay. And we dressed exactly like that but she hadn't appeared on the scene yet so we were wearing mm. these baggy army pants and these wife beaters and all these bracelets and plaid and all this stuff and we got made fun of so much me and my best friend all of the cheerleaders would be like why are you dressed like that why are you wear so many bracelets like we legit got made fun of a lot by you know preppy people then she comes on the scene my junior year over the summer so and hot. So all hot. the fucking sudden and by the way she doesn't even sing punk rock music she sings pop and all of a sudden, all of the cheerleaders start dressing exactly like me and my best friend did. And we were like, what the actual fuck? So then we started dressing preppy. But the point is, she ruined it for me back then. And I really, it was a sore point in my Would life. Would you say that you said, see you later, boy? It's complicated. Okay. So Avril Lavigne, you're right. She exploded in fame all of the fucking sudden. Yeah, out of nowhere. Okay. And as the story goes, she died in 2003 and was replaced by her lookalike, Melissa Vandella. Okay, a lot of this comes from, well, it doesn't come from, but it became popular and went viral by this Twitter thread that w was from the user at JaVenciAss. JaVenciAss? JaVenciAss? We got it. Okay, whatever. Anyway, you can't find this person anymore. All their tweets got deleted, which is like, why are they trying to cover it up, right? Okay. And this isn't where it started from. This is just the person that made it popular. It actually started from this Brazilian website a long ass time ago uh, called Avril Estamorta at blogspot.com, which I think means Avril is dead. And this theory mostly rests on the fact that Avril used to dress like super punk rock, like I said, and now she wears lady clothes like dresses. And that's she, it. That's she all does her. She does her hair. She changes. She changes stylist. She, she parts her hair differently. She fired her stylist, and that's what they got. And her voice is a little different. She aged a little bit. <laughs> that's what they got. No, Steve. She, it's clearly a different person. Okay? okay. Okay. And as with all of these conspiracies, if you zoom out, if you zoom out, they're like super dumb, right? But then, why do they gain such a cult following? It's because people start zooming all the way in and they start looking for clues because it's like, ooh, that's juicy, that's sexy. What else can we find? And then amplify to make it more real, right? True. Um, so, what you seek, you shall find, even if you have to stretch it a lot. And the story on the website goes like this. So the pain of being so suddenly famous and in the spotlight all of the time at such a young age, you know, she was like 16 or 17 years old, I think when she started. And she, she just couldn't, she couldn't handle all of a sudden fame, right? So she hired a body double to be the one to distract the paparazzi and then let Avril have some peace, right? So she's like, you take over, you like get Saddam. in the cameras. Hmm? Like Saddam. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, Saddam Hussein had many body doubles. Yeah, he's a very, he's a big diva. Yeah, Everyone he didn't knows like that, to be okay? around the paparazzi. Exactly. So Avril was like, yeah, totally on board. Let's get this girl. She, uh, she can take all my pictures. She looks like me. That's kind of fun. And uh, the body double's name is Melissa Vandella. And when Melissa was first hired, Avril was just so stoked to have somebody else like taking over for that part of her that they actually became really close friends. So they were like besties and Avril was like teaching her how to look even more like her and how to like seeing in her register and how to like talk like her more. So if she had to do interviews, like she could pull it off pretty well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they thought it was just it was a blast, you know. They're probably having like sleepovers all the time and all that stuff. Um, but then, when Avril's parents were getting a divorce, and it, during the same time frame, her grandpa passed away. Avril got really depressed, and she unalived herself. Oh God! She, yeah, that's, she that's the that's the story. Mm -hmm. And there are clues that clone Avril put into the music that came out later that maybe she had she had possibly hung herself um there's there's talks about like ropes and hanging and stuff like that so Melissa Von Dutch did this Vandella 
so um, she so at the time so she unalived herself but she had like a tour set up and she had albums coming out and there was just a lot of money on the line right and so her team was like we can't lose all this money so much money that's the motivation all the money yeah to, to a lot of these and yeah. they're like melissa you have to be avril Okay. okay like you have like everyone already sees you as avril all the pictures are of you and not of avril mm. so it's it's easy easy peasy for you to just take over and be avril and she was like all right well yeah i'll do that that sounds dope and she's like i don't know how to play guitar but neither does avril so that's pretty good avril yeah. yeah and so she took over um but you can clearly see some differences Starting with the fact that Melissa isn't being too, um, isn't being too uh, good at covering up the fact that she's like really girly, like she's she started wearing preppy clothes, and Avril Lavigne has quoted quote saying she would never wear preppy clothes. You, you probably said that too, but then you started wearing preppy clothes. Yeah, well, I didn't know that cheerleaders were going to start wearing all well, exactly. clothes. Okay, so I never. Well, I it wasn't on record. I said I would never try drugs when I was in the dare program. Did you try drugs? I mean, I tried one. You tried marijuana? I tried the marijuana. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we both don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Well, so if you look, some people have done side-by-side -side comparison pictures. And if you look at new Avril and old Avril, there are like just some differences with her nose. So it's weird, you know? Like, why would she have a little tiny bit of a difference in her nose? I have a question. Yes. Maybe she got a nose job. That's preposterous. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, people don't do that. Right. So, oh, here, this one actually, I think is <laughs> probably the, I guess you can make the best case for it, which it's kind of weird, but it's not like super weird, is that she measured an inch smaller in 2002 than she does now. People were like, wow, she got kind of tiny. How do they, what the fuck are they talking about? They measured her. They're at the doctor's office with her? Yeah, well, the records before 2003 say she was um, five one, and now they say she's five two. You know how stupid that shit is? You know when the chick who um who played the bewitched died? Yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. Though. No, no, it was the her husband. No, oh. when she died. Oh, when she died. Okay. They said she was a certain age, but she was actually five years like older than that. Be oh. Because like you know they all lied about their age back then. Yeah. So there's all kinds of bullshit out there, especially dude. What they have an allure magazine that says Avril's five three. Avril. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah, no, they, no. There's no magazine that says she's five three. There's one that says she's five one, and then five two. But that's what I'm saying. The stupid fucking magazine <laughs> yeah. saying this shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. The voice of New Avril. So that's documentation to people. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Besides being thinner and and tinier, well, it's like okay, how people don't shrink until they're like really old. So how did she go down an inch? Well, maybe they just got her height wrong on the magazine. Yeah, I don't know. That's what part of the facts, though. This happened. My bad. Okay. In the voice of new Avril, also can't reach the same notes that the old Avril could in the songs. If you listen to Complicated back then and you listen to her perform it live now, it's different. Also, subliminal messages of the CD under my skin. There's like cover, booklet, lyrics. Um, there's like hidden messages in the clips. And her autograph is different. She okay. Her handwriting is different, and her autograph changed. Pretty convenient. I gotta say, this one's really stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. I'm this ready is, to move this, this one behind. This, this one's is, really okay, stupid. Same. Okay. Same. I will just fast forward because there were some song lyrics that I was going to tell you about. Um, like one of the guys left the band, and he went and did a solo thing, and he came out with a song that was like about basically mourning their loss of the friendship so obviously she died good god <laughs> oh and then people were like she acted so weird when she was asked about the conspiracy why would you do that like she okay so instead of being so like whoa that's crazy that people think that she was like oh my god yeah people think i'm not me why would she doesn't they think know news that? about herself she, they think that she's insulated from news about herself yeah well she didn't have the right reactions because clearly exactly. she is a clone okay i'll move on to the next one only because it's a personal favorite of oh mine oh my god i can't believe you squeezed this one in here. <laughs> this is real though people think okay. that eminem died and is a clone now and there's some evidence to back this up by the way i don't believe any of this shit but I believe this shit. Okay? Yeah, I gotcha. So, um, 
And <laughs> the theory with Marshall Bruce Mathers III is that he died in 2006 and he was supposedly replaced by a clone so that he could be more closely controlled by those in charge of the music industry. For those of you who don't know, Marshall Bruce Mathers III is Eminem. I already said that. I don't remember it because I was just groaning so hard in my head. And everybody knows that, by the way. Yeah, right. Okay, so anyway, so you could be more closely controlled by the music industry, a.k.a. the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. You are aware of the Illuminati oh, hell yeah. controls the industry? Okay, so as with a lot of these clone theories, it always starts with a style change, whether it be fashion or appearance or creatively, there's some kind of change and then people are like, hmm, why did it change? Like, hmm, there's something fishy going on. So they all put on their private eye hats and they start like, you know, dissecting everything and they're like, it must be because he's a clone yes. instead of like just people change their style. So that's what happened. He changed, he went away for a little bit and then when he came back, he had a different style and people were like, what the fuck? This isn't my Eminem, this is someone else. And then they were like, he's a clone. So they started comparing pictures of Eminem in the early 2000s to Eminem in 2009. And whoa, he looks way different. Must be a clone. Not that he had a heroin, a drug addiction problem, a pill popping problem. Okay. But wait, there's more. So the rapper B.O.B. Have you heard of him? I don't know him. Okay. Well, he comes out with a series of tweets in 2016 about celebrity cloning centers and says he knows about them through personal experience. So no, actual cloning doesn't work that way. Like it's not like when they clone something, it's immediately the same age as the thing that they're cloning. Like it doesn't work like I can't just duplicate myself as my age and, and everything I look like right now, right? It would just start out as a baby again and then it would slowly grow to someone that looks like me, but maybe doesn't have my same personality. Um, but that's not what B.O.B. is talking about. That's how human cloning works, just in a nutshell. No, it's how cloning works. No, like, if you want to go to clone your pet, that's why I would never clone my pet, because even though I love Franklin, if they cloned him, it wouldn't be the same personality. It just look exactly like him DNA-wise. Right. Okay, anyway, that's not what B.O.B. was talking about. He is talking about these cloning centers, and there is a theory of conscious uploading, which you can take the conscious of a person and put it into a clone version of you. So they create a person that looks like you and then uploads your consciousness into it. And I'm, it's not very clear if this theory says like it's a robot clone or a reptilian alien clone that can shapeshift to looking like you. True. But the Illuminati is involved, so obviously it's like super high tech, okay? And then B.O.B. also tweets about how no one has commented or disproven what Donald Marshall said in 2011. Now this goes deep, okay? If you type Donald Marshall into if you type Donald Marshall cloning into Google, you get a quarter of a million results. So I'll try to my best to sum it up. I actually went deep down the rabbit hole because I was like, what the hell? I thought it was just going to be like a cut and dry Avril Lavigne theory. But no, it goes all the way into B.O.B. and Donald Marshall talking about human cloning centers. Okay, so Donald Marshall is someone that posted and claims that he himself is a clone. He woke up at a cloning station run by Queen Elizabeth, obviously. The cloning part of the operation... This is, it didn't start until sometime after. So they, they basically have this whole cloning operation that's been around forever. And the cloning part didn't start until after World War II, at which point, as uh, Donald Marshall explains in his Facebook post, he says, quote, the political people started bringing movie stars and musicians there to hang around with them. They can control who remembers the cloning facility and who will remain oblivious, even though not remembering still damages you. And then some of these clones are used for mere entertainment value, like gladiator style, wrestling bouts, sexual perversions, Illuminati ritual sacrifices, what have you. But others are kept as precautionary measures should the clone's original ever need a new liver, like a new a life, not, not an, oh, no, wait, maybe just a new liver, like an actual or Like liver. a new organ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. So if you saw the 2005 sci-fi flick, The Island, you already know exactly what we're talking about. Because in a fit of hubris, the island was actually produced by none other than the Illuminati. Hello, thank you. Why would they do this? Did because, they get a credit? Um, I mean, they, any all the people on there are all Illuminati. Got it. Clearly. Got it. And why would they do this? Because they like to hide in plain sight, and they've they're known for doing that. Okay. He also said that there's a bunch of children that Queen Elizabeth does ungodly things to, but we won't get into that this episode. Um, but she's very busy, okay? Can I just say real quick? Yes. If you wanted to have a cloning facility mm -hmm. and like let somebody remember what happened in there, mm -hmm. 
the first thing that I would do is have them see that Queen Elizabeth runs this thing. That's the first thing I would do. You know why? Hmm. Because when they come out and like there's a cloning facility and Queen Elizabeth runs it, <laughs> everyone's like, that's such fucking bunch of bullshit. Exactly. It gets a laugh line immediately. But that's why the Illuminati hired in plain sight. It's because genius. they know that it will make people look crazy if they even talk or about just it. hire an old lady who looks like Queen Elizabeth dress her up like it. Yeah. And it's genius. Exactly. Um, so uh, also he points out that um, just like twins or voodoo dolls, if you torture the clone, the original will feel it. So you can use them. To, you can use clones to keep the original under your thumb Got by it. torturing the clone. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so further support of this theory is one of Eminem's clo- clones was caught glitching on camera. You can actually YouTube this if you search Eminem live glitch. And I will admit the interview is pretty weird. Um, he does do this like he stops mid sentence and he just like stares into the camera with his jaw dropped and uh, doesn't say anything for like. A while but he's also a troll. He's a troll yeah he's a troll okay but it was still really weird and creepy so i will say that's kind of weird but it could have been drugs too could have been drugs okay we don't know I, I i don't know exactly the reasoning for that i don't think it's a clone but you know there's it was a very weird odd clip to um to watch okay other people have theorized that this could also be uh, oh the gl- the glitch could also be an illuminati uh, illuminati mind control glitch so like it's the real marshall mathers but then there was a glitch in his reprogramming anyway there was that video and then to further add proof to this whole clone theory there's a rapper named tom mcdonald that came out with a song and music video called cloned rappers which alluded to some celebrities actually being cloned and he actually did a song a few months ago called Dear Slim because he's an Eminem fan. And um, he actually he paid $100,000 for an Eminem beat at an auction so that he could write a song over it. He's actually not bad. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's kind of controversial. Uh, but he did this song called Clone Rappers. And he says in the song that the Illuminati took bone samples to clone rappers. And then they put the real beings in prison to silence their vision. And he calls Eminem out by name along with some other celebrities who have been cloned and says that um, Eminem is a clone and he hasn't rapped since Encore. And to quote some of the song, he goes, if they can't control you, they erase the old you. And then he lists some of the names that have been cloned. Um, And some non-believers have proposed that perhaps this was a metaphor for rappers being censored by the music industry. You see rappers like used to speak their minds. But right. then they would just about face when they became famous and start going with the mainstream agenda, okay. you know. And so it could be a metaphor or actual or it's clones. Nuts. It's actual it's clones. It's a metaphor or it's completely nuts. Exactly. Love it. Okay, so when it comes to Eminem, there's a few different versions, but the main story goes that Eminem was struggling to make it. Right? You hear that in the Slim Shady LP with Rock Bottom and If I Had, and then in later albums, he raps about how he was so desperate at this time to make it and lift his family out of poverty that he quote sold his soul to the devil. He has so many songs about selling his soul to the devil and he'll never get get it back and stuff. And that he thought that being famous and having money would fix all of his problems, but it really just imprisoned him to a lifetime in hell. So obviously what happened was he sold his soul to the Illuminati, as a lot of celebs do in exchange for fame and fortune. You won't be poor anymore, but now they own you. Sounds fair. So the Illuminati does their part and they blow him up. They make him super famous. And his friends are like, whoa, this is so tight. He's huge. He gets to live the life. He comes out with 8 Mile. He wins an Oscar, tons of Grammys. And then his drug issue. He starts doing lots of drugs. His music starts falling off. He's not putting albums out like he used to. And then the Illuminati's like, yo, we made you. Hello. He actually did another mainstream song called We Made You, by the way. And now you're not doing your end of the deal, Eminem. You have to keep making music the way we want you to or else we will take something you love. And Eminem's like, nah, you capping. And they were like, oh, yeah. And then the Illuminati takes his best friend, Proof, as a wake-up call. And what's very eerie about this that the theorists believe and that we'll point to is that in the music video Toy Soldiers, which was made before Proof's passing, Proof dies in that video the same exact way he dies in real life. Which is how? He gets shot in front of a club. <laughs> Not too fantastic. <laughs> but that was like a yeah. year before. Okay, wow. yeah, and, yeah. it, and it's exactly the same way. Right. Exactly the same way. Um, and Eminem has said in later interviews that that's not like proof. Like they said that 
Proof shot first and he's like Proof would never do that. He walks away from every fight. Hmm. He would never fight. He would never be the one to shoot first. He would never even be in a fight like that. Right. So that's why it was so like, whoa, how did that happen? How did he die exactly the same way as in the music video? So anyway, at this time, Eminem gets really depressed. And this is all true. He raps about this a lot. Um, but he drops off the scene for years. And this is where di the different theories fork. So during this time is when his appearance changes drastically, obviously. But it was like, was he struggling with a drug addiction or were clones being made? Did he come back and decide to play ball after having a near-death experience? Or did he actually die? And now who we are seeing is a clone. And some th theories say that they have actually, there have actually been several clones, which I can see because um, he came back with a weird accent and his flow wasn't the same. So obviously that one glitched in the interview and just got axed. But you know, 2021 Eminem is like, a pretty evolved lyricist so i think that clone's like way better as a clone so their clone game's improving okay that's on good us, yeah I they think. got it going like queen elizabeth was like how can i improve she's always she's improving just stand there and hold a clipboard she, he's always like she's in charge of something i know well and firing people if they do a bad job right, like, but she's that's like not, I, my clones must be the best that's not hard to improve i must have the best clones in the land but the uh yeah doing eminem is is uh not as easy i would imagine yeah, well, he does, you know, he looks a lot different, so she didn't have to work that hard. I see. She didn't even try, like, to bleach his hair or anything. She's just like, well, let's go with the new artist look thing. I see. Okay, so some hints in his music, because all clones leave hints in their music that they're cl actually clones, is in Cinderella Man, your, one of your favorites. Love it. Um, he, they say, he says, that boy's hot enough to melt hell, burn Satan too, fry his ass and put his ashes back together with glue. You can hate him, he don't blame you, he don't blame you, frankly, he would too. This game could ill afford to lose him, how about you? See, he came from the cinders. They glue, so real Eminem was cremated and then the clone took over and they glue, that's why he says they glued his ashes back yeah, but together. Why would they give big hints? Because they have, they believe that putting themselves out there and hiding in plain sight gives them power. Right, right. That's how Illuminati gets their power. So they're like, and also they can make fun of people if they point it out, like they're crazy, I right? See. If they like make it, if they put the disinfo out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we're going to take a break now, but when we come back, I thought the last person on my list deserves the second, whole second half because he's kind of the one that started the whole celebrity is dead replaced by a lookalike thing which is paul mccartney wow and we'll be back buy whatever we tell you to buy please do thank you and please listen to the beatles yes now on itunes <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All right, we're back. And this celebrity is the one that kind of started the whole celebrities being dead and replaced by lookalike theories that started, it spawned the whole thing. Yes. And that is Paul McCartney. So me and Nikki, when we first got together, we watched this really weird documentary <laughs> called Paul McCartney Really Is Dead. Yeah. And the best thing about it is that it's the corniest documentary I've ever watched, I think. But, yeah. It, and so when you're first watching it, like for the first like 30 minutes, you're looking at each other like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever watched. And then by like 45 to 55 minutes, we're like, I'm scared now. <laughs> yeah. It's well, just, the way they connect the dots is so like, whoa. Like and either creepy. Don't watch it stoned or you really will think yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. McCartney is dead. Um, but it's just creepy that too. I like their, their, I know it's super creepy. Even when they play the songs backwards, yeah. just hearing that music where it's like, we married Paul. Like we married yeah, Paul. You You're just to, like, oh my god. They say you have to listen to backward to hear the messages or whatever. Yeah, but, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this theory actually starts with that. It starts with a DJ named Russell Gibb in 1969 announcing on his radio show that Paul McCartney is dead and he has proof, and it's all sprinkled out through the Beatles album covers and songs. All the evidence is sprinkled throughout. And if you play the record backward, which he proceeded to do on air. Um, there were hidden messages, like secret messages that alluded to Paul McCartney being dead. And the Beatles did admit that they put hidden messages on the records, but it wasn't what what people thought it was. Yeah, they were trying to fuck with people, but not and not to connect it that way. Yeah, well, so one of the spin backwards messages is we buried Paul, but they John Lennon said he was actually saying cranberry sauce. <laughs> so That makes sense. Cause yeah. It's just like cranberry that e- sauce. EVP we bury Paul. It's like whatever. It's whatever you suggest it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And then you can't. You can only hear that. Yeah. Okay. So um, the way they did this mockumentary is they took what the actual theory was, but it's called Paul McCartney really is dead. The last testament of George Harrison. And supposedly in this mockumentary, George Harrison on his deathbed recorded this last testament on these cassette tapes and sent them to this random recording studio, this like random production studio. And so this production studio gets this package in the mail with no return address. And it says it's the last testament of George Harrison. And, on his deathbed. Like and he the, recorded yeah, this. and recorded the tapes. We never get to hear the tapes during the whole entire documentary, but they said that they sent them to forensic labs to get tested to see if it was really George Harrison. And they all came back inconclusive. So who we don't know, you know, it's so mysterious, but we don't ever get to hear that. Why can't we just hear it? Because they decided instead to get a really good George Harrison impersonator who's like super, super good at it to to narrate it. It's like the cheesiest narration. That's how you never think for one second that it's George Harrison. You're like, why did they get this actor to do these tapes? Just play the tapes. So I high key recommend it. It's really. They should have at least said, but the tapes were so badly damaged. We couldn't have done it. Yeah. Something. Something. They gave us nothing. Because they don't even do the thing where they like at the credits at the end, they they play a little bit of the real tapes or something like that. Nothing. We got none of that. You don't get any of that. And actually, true D, uh, two PIDers, and Paul is dead, believers. Oh, thank you. (laughs) PIDers. 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 They actually think that this mockumentary was put out as a disinformation movie because they did it so cheesy and so bad that they're like making fun of it while they're doing it. But they're also saying the real theory. Okay, so they're doing it bad, though. Yeah, but they're doing it bad. And they're putting disinformation in there on purpose so it's like when flat earthers don't give the right story and then yeah yeah i get lumped in with them just because i'm a flat earther exactly but then like they think you're that, using science and logic yeah, I'm using lines, logic science lines and, lines and logic yeah and 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 actual evidence in, including gravity and these guys use like stuff like that oh it's on a, the earth is on a turtle back or whatever and i'm like no the earth is just flat yeah it's just like a frisbee okay it was just like captain america's shield so get over yourself okay don't put us all together in the same yeah, don't boat. lump us together 
children and discredit us. <laughs> okay, so in this, I'll, I just actually watched rewatched this last night because it's been a long time since I've watched it, and I do like the way that they put all the pieces together. Um, so here's how the story goes. So the Beatles became this worldwide sensation, just like the world had never seen anything like this before, where there were just screaming fangirls, just like fans and fans and fans, like stadiums full of screaming, crying fangirls, like VidCon, but like times a hundred. Yeah. Just like insanity. No one had ever seen that. Everyone was like, why are our daughters acting like this? Yeah. And I think this is the time where, you know, big management companies were like, hmm, we, we should do this again with more boy groups. And it became a, a thing, like generation after generation, we do have screaming fangirls that fangirl over boy One groups direction, now. the whole jam. Right, exactly. Even YouTubers, you know, O2L and all, and all that. So, but at this time, no one had ever seen it. There was just like, it was madness. Just like, if you watch any footage from the Beatles back then, you just see tons of screaming, crazy fans. So they were this huge sensation. And then they started getting like edgy and like pissing more of the world off. Like John John Lennon got cocky and he would compared them to Jesus. He said like they're more popular than Jesus now. And so all the Christians got super pissed and they were burning all their records. Yeah, when they first came out, because they came on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. And they were like kind of milk toast and like doing just like old poppy songs and shit. Yeah. And so they they evolved eventually and then it pissed off a lot of the people who, who call themselves fans yeah because they were like we don't want to be just these like pretty boys we're like yeah. we're, we're edgy yeah and so they just kept digging themselves into a hole but it took around um it took till around like november of 19, uh, 1966 for the negativity to kind of die down and around this time is where paul had this sudden burst of creativity and he was like composing all these songs and him and john got together and they were like putting together all these songs but then they go to record these songs at Abbey Road Studios and John and Paul get into this huge fight, just like this big ass argument because um, Paul wants to make the song lyrics more catchy and mainstream, like what the Beatles are known for, like yeah. what you were saying. They're known for being like catchy, you know, and that's why they're so big. And um, John was like, no, I want to be more like Bob Dylan, you know, like I want to change our style. Like I want us to be like more like artists, like real respected artists. And so they just got into this fight and I guess words were exchanged and it got really ugly. And Paul ends up storming out into a rainy night. He gets into his Austin Healey and he gets into a fatal car accident. So the bandmates, they're all waiting for Paul to come back. They're at the studio still. And an officer pulls up in a black cab, like a not a cab, but like a black car, like an official looking car. Right. And he pulls up to the recording studio and he identifies himself only as Maxwell. And he says that there's been a terrible accident involving Paul McCartney. Maxwell also says he's from MI5, which is like the British CIA. And he was sent there because it was such a high, a high profile situation. Like normally they wouldn't send like a CIA member to a car crash, but they were like, these guys are really famous. Like we need to handle this with care. So um, there was one witness at the scene who was wearing a blue dress and her name was Rita. This comes into play later. And she had identified the deceased driver as Paul McCartney. So now the band was being brought there to go and confirm that it was actually him. She says that she was walking along in the rain and Paul McCartney um, drove, drove up next to her and being the ladies man that he is, he was kind of known as a player at the time, uh, he offered her a ride and she gets in the car and she recognizes him immediately as being a Beatle. So she becomes, starts becoming this crazy fangirl. Like she just can't even handle herself. Like she's such a big Beatles fan and she just starts screaming and crying and he loses control of the wheel and he ends up spinning out, running into a pole. The car flips over and they get in this huge crash. He's stuck in the car. She manages to escape and call for help. But when she comes back, the car exploded and he was decapitated. Jesus. Yeah. God. Insane. So at this scene, when they were revealing the corpse to have him identified, it was just insanity. Paul's head was split open and he had an eye missing. He didn't have any teeth except for these two molars sticking out through his cheeks. Um, but even through all of that. He looked the, like Paul McCartney. All the band was like, that's definitely Paul. There you go. And Maxwell goes, he kind of looks like a walrus with the teeth sticking out. And and John just like loses his he just, shit. He loses it. Starts writing. I am the walrus immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He feverishly no, no. Starts, starts writing it into into script. Those are clues later. Okay. But this is the moment where he was like, "I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus, not Paul. I'm the walrus." He starts beating Maxwell. And then but Max why is he the walrus? What are you talking about? He's just like loses his shit because his best friend just died. Oh, I see. So yeah, 
Um, he gets really mad and then Paul, uh, Maxwell punches him and then he's like, you know, he comes back to Earth and um, they were taken to a holding area. And so, I know, he, he, he gets hit and then he goes, cuckoo, cuckoo. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That was the feeling that Jesus. back then. So they get put in this hold, holding area until Maxwell can figure out like what's going to happen. So they're taken to a holding area until Maxwell can figure out what to do. And he came back saying that Her Majesty's kingdom thinks that if Paul's death was made public, there would be a wave of suicides everywhere. They're thinking all these fangirls are going to just lose their shit and they're going to start killing themselves because the Beatles are like their whole world. Which like now that I think about it, Her Majesty's kingdom is like, is that Queen Elizabeth's kingdom? Because that's really eerie that that's where the cloning center is, according to Donald Marshall. I see. Maybe Paul McCartney was the first clone of her cloning center. I see. I don't know. England's fucked up is what I gather from this. Um, So, like, they were really distraught about, like, the inevitable ending of the Beatles and how all the fans were going to, like, be really sad and there might be suicides and they'll be basically responsible for it. And then John was like, wait, hold on. We're at our creative peak right now. And also, me and Paul had just written a bunch of stuff together and some inc- incomplete stuff, but they just need lyrics. And basically, like, we have a backlog of, like, 50 songs that I could complete and we could just record them. And it, no one would even know. And it would still be written by Paul McCartney and me. It's just that, you know, he's not here. And so they all agreed to do a cover-up to spare the lives of their fans. If only John would have just sold out and done the poppy songs. God damn it. Exactly. Fucking John. I'm not a fan. <laughs> so Maxwell had a plan. He's like, you know what? MI5 has access to these top tier cosmetic surgeons who can basically create lookalikes of anyone. This kind of sounds like a cloning center to me. Okay. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> in order to move forward with this plan, though, of finding a lookalike and then using the cosmetic surgeons, they all had to be sworn to secrecy. And the penalty for ever revealing anything would be death. So they were like, you know what? It's worth it. Yes. So the next day, all the tours were canceled. Like they were like, we're not touring anymore. We're only doing studio recordings. And this is congruent with what actually happened during this time. Like they would just suddenly stop touring. So it's like, this is what really happened. This is why. Because everyone knows that they did that at the time. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see. So it was like interweaving actual things that happened. And yeah. it's like, now here's the reasoning for it. Okay, so what they did was Tiger Beat Magazine and Dick Clark's American Bandstand holds a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. And everyone just thinks like it's for fun, right? Like funsies, like, oh, if you're a fan and you kind of look like Paul McCartney, like come join the lookalike contest. And so it's whatever. No winner was ever announced, but there was a secret winner and his name was William Campbell. William Campbell, also known as Billy Shears, um, even though he looked a lot like Paul, there were still like several operations that he would need to do to transform completely into looking identical to Paul McCartney because there were things that were a little bit off, like his chin was different and like his eyebrows were different. Like he didn't have the signature arch on the right eyebrow that Paul McCartney had. So he had to do some operations. So that's why they were like, we can't tour during this time because mm. Paul ain't going to look like exactly like Paul. The so. lookalike contest was not very successful. Well, they can't find an identical match. That's yeah. what the top tier surgeons are for. I see. To, to make it an identical match. But there's still some inconsistencies. Why don't they we'll just announce that the runner up? Huh? Why don't they just announce the runner up? What do you mean? Well, you said there was no one ever announced. Oh, I know. They should have. Yeah, they're whack at this. They're really bad. So they needed to like fatten his lips a little, change his eyebrows. Okay. So after the surgery, um, John referred started referring to William as false Paul. And then eventually just fall. Because he didn't want to get caught calling him false Paul. Because that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also... He gets caught calling him fall and everyone's like, yeah, ah, yeah it's probably that's, fine. It's an inside joke yeah, probably. I guess they have a thing. Or, you know, those British, you know, they go, thank you. Thank you oh, very much. Maybe they, maybe they say Fs for words sometimes. All the time. They do that's that. so true. So there was a book that all of them read called The Open Book. Uh, sorry, The Open Boat by Stephen Crane, which was about a group of four... Um, people trapped in a lifeboat out at sea and one of their members died while they're and then the remaining three got back to shore they covered up the death but then they wrote about it in their poetry and so john suggests that maybe they should leave hints about paul's death in their album covers and their song lyrics to kind of honor him because they feel kind of guilty that they like replaced their friend with this random dude And um, I would imagine that's a traumatic thing to go through. That yeah. would carry on into all of your imagine, songs like, forever. If I just had to pretend there was like a fake Steve 
but it's because we're just like so famous that people would kill themselves if it was famous or if they found out this it was a like fake Steve. This is like 100 alternate Earths from here. Yeah. Yeah. A whole 100 alternate flat Earths. Thank you very much for, thank, thank you. you. Just in case on anyone ca- was a way, On Captain America's shield. Yeah. I want to be very clear yeah. that I believe that Earth is on, uh, flat on Captain America's shield. Well, if you look at the science. That's what I'm saying. Obviously. Well, the image, it's really about the imagery and the symbology, but we'll get there. Okay. So um, they even, they started a new company called Apple Corporation, but then John thought that might be too obvious. So they changed it to Apple Corporation. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard about. <laughs> John thought that was too obvious. So they changed it to Apple. Well, Apple Corporation. That is the Apple stupidest shit I've ever heard. Okay. Is it though? Yes. Is it? That conflation is nuts. So here are the clues that okay. they started leaving. Um, well, no, real quick, because because they, they had a company called Apple Corporation yeah, before Apple Computer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And also both of them are owned by Illuminati. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Okay. The clues. Album titles and covers. So we got Rubber Soul, which was originally supposed to be called Rubber Paul to talk about like how it's really a fake paul that's there john's first ideas were always pretty weak huh yeah but then well because john's too, on the nose. too obvious yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Then, how do we make it less obvious yeah. Ooh, rubber soul because it's like a fake soul in there and the cover of the album is actually a picture of them at paul's secret funeral and it's taken from the ground up like this they're all kind of looking down at it because it symbolizes them looking down at Paul's grave. And Paul and Paul's in the shot too, though. Fall. All right, but it's fall. It's fall. It's, it's Billy Shears. What the fuck? Yeah, Will, William name, Campbell. How many names does this cat have? A lot. He's William Shepard. Billy, Billy Shears. He's a lot. Okay. A lot of it. Thank you a lot for of verifying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but the balloon. Okay, so haters will point out that Rubber Soul actually came out before 1966, but that's just like a minor detail. There used to be a hater. Actually. Okay, being a hater. Stop pointing things out like yeah, that. Yeah, that's whack. Okay, then we got Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, which I will admit is the weirdest cover. They have I a lot think. of weird shit on there for like, sure. Like that is, it's an actual funeral scene. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd is dead. Like all of the people that are on the cover, they're all dead or they played someone dead. Um, there's an old picture of all the four of them on the right, on the left-hand side. And, um, real Paul in that old picture is holding on to Ringo. And it was because Ringo said that at Paul's funeral, he felt like Paul was there comforting, comforting him. Mm. So there's that. And then if you look like on the ground, it says the Beatles, right? But Lonely Hearts Club is right above there on a bass drum and the, H-E-A-R from heart is here. And then like the... Is where? Because it's, it's called here. I mean, oh, it, says, okay. it says here. Like yeah. if you spell that out, H-E-A-R. Okay, there we go. Here. And then the L and the E-S have like a little like water bottle or like something in between there, like a trophy or something that looks like an eye shape. So it looks like lies. And then um, the flowers at the bottom that are yellow spell out the word paul so it says here lies paul right and that's where the grave is and then over paul's head in almost all of these album covers there's the hand a symbol of a hand of the of a priest the hand of a priest is always putting his hand over paul's head to indicate that paul has passed on right so that's in there um there is also like some weird mirror stuff that you that you they talk about but I thought those were all the the fun parts. Yeah. Um, also, like in the insert or on the back cover, I can't remember, but um, Fall has his back turned to the camera while the other real Beatles are facing forward to show that like he's not a real Beatle. Yeah, you, you turn the fuck around her in this picture, pal. Yeah, exactly. There's also um, in Yesterday and Today, there's two different covers. One, the first cover that came out was the Butcher cover where there's like a bunch of raw meat and blood and just and decapitated dolls and two decapitated doll bodies are on fall's shoulders yeah, this is with around his the head. part of the documentary where we were getting creeped out i think yeah and i'm like this it's is like why did looking. they pick that yeah, it's just creepy as shit and it's like they're holding like decapitated heads and stuff and like the bodies are pointed at paul's head where it looks like his head is decapitated from the bodies and then in the in the mockumentary, they're like, yeah, Maxwell thought that was too obvious. So we had to scrap that cover and take a new one right away. And in their new cover of Yesterday and Today, you have um, Fall in a box, like a box that's shaped like a casket. 
he's coming out of it like this. And if you turn it sideways, it looks like he's lying in a casket. And they're all like around him. Dude, how about in yesterday, he's like, uh, I'm not half the man I used to be. I mean, come on, I got cut in half. See? There it is. See, there it is. It's right there. You didn't say that in the documentary. Yeah, but I'm going to get to the song lyrics. Oh, okay. Here we're still on album, to album titles and covers. So in almost every cover, Paul is out of sync with the rest of them. So he's looking the opposite direction or he's facing a different way or he's got a different background. He's always like slightly different than everyone. On the Abbey Road cover, Paul is walking barefoot to represent being the corpse. So like you got John in the front and he's the he's dressed in white to represent Jesus. And then the next guy, um, I think it was I think it was George is um, dressed in black to represent the Paul bear. And then um, Paul is in a suit with no no shoes on to represent the corpse. And then Ringo's in denim to represent the grave digger. And so, like, that's, like, symbolism. And Paul Fall is out of step with the others. Everyone else has their right foot forward. He has his left. He also has a cigarette in his hand, in his right hand. But everyone knows that the real Paul McCartney is left-handed, and he would smoke with his left hand. There you go. That's a good hand. one. The rest of this okay. is very visual, I feel. It's very hard to oh, track it. Also, um, so we know that Paul McCartney is left-handed. He played guitar with his left hand. There are there's footage and pictures that came out afterwards uh, after 1966 where New Paul is caught playing right-handed. There you go. A few times. Okay. Yeah. I'm back with you. Thank you. Um, also, all their weird hairstyles were to cover up scars and stitches at various times, like when they had this mustache, like he had a fake mustache. Uh, Paul did, and to cover up like this, to they, he was he just got done with his like lip surgery mm. and like there were scars here and if you play one of the albums backwards it says it was a fake mustache it was a fake mustache I see. yeah <laughs> so they had messages in their songs they if you played certain records backwards you could hear things like i buried paul paul is dead miss him miss him miss him um uh, he oh in George in his solo album there's a song if you play backwards it goes this one's actually the creepiest because it actually sounds like it's saying this where he goes he never wore his shoes we all knew he was dead and oh that's a lyric yeah like no in if you play it backwards oh I see. it's actually a really happy go lucky birthday song to mm -hmm. John Lennon but if you play it backwards it goes he never wore his shoes we all knew he was dead and it's very clear huh it's so weird that's the clearest one it's it's really weird. Anyway, um, so in 1969, the radio show comes out where like all this, all the pieces are being put together and all these evidences, all this evidence is coming out and they get really scared. And so not wanting to be killed by Maxwell, they decide, OK, we'll just end the Beatles because this is like blowing up too much. Like Yoko didn't end it. No, like the rumors and them being scared. Whoa. Yoko was a scapegoat so that John Lennon could just act crazy and so that all of this, all of the clues that were being brought up, he, John Lennon could just be like, oh, I'm a crazy artist person. Whoa. Okay. So they're like, okay, we don't want to get killed. So we'll just tell Maxwell, we'll end the Beatles and we'll never talk about this again. Okay. We'll never talk about Paul and we'll just let it be. Hey, nice. <laughs> and that was their last album. I like the way they worked that in. It was let it be. A lot of their song titles too were about the accident. Oh, Father McKenzie, Father McCartney, but they thought that that was too on the nose. They changed it to Father McKenzie writing the words of a sermon that no one would hear. Why no one hears it? Because no one's there. Oh. No one comes near because it was a secret funeral. Every single song about the Beatles after that incident was about how Paul died. Every, Every single, single fucking one. one. Well, that was where... They can't figure out any other thing about inspiration mean, at That all. was the biggest thing going on in their life. And so it was no their, it was their outlet. Fields, just like, let's just sing about a fucking field of strawberries. Oh, I guess. the Yellow Submarine song? That was actually about coffins. Um, this Yellow Submarines were coffins in a sea of green, which is the grass. Jesus Yeah, Christ. and they're, they're, all, they're all in coffins. Okay, so um, they disband the Beatles, but uh, Paul gets cocky like he was supposed to just disappear with the Beatles but and he's like no I don't want to stop being Paul McCartney so fall starts like going off and make still making wings. music right and and so fall ends up falling for a photographer named Linda Eastman who had been photogra photographing them since they were 
since the beginning. Like, so she has pictures from the very beginning, and she Please always tell had me a, this is the chick in the blue dress. No, damn. No. She always had a crush on him. So they start going, dating, and like he falls in love with her. And well, one day, fall calls up the band in a frenzy and he says that Linda actually confronted him with photo evidence that he's actually an imposter. But she agreed to stay quiet in exchange for marriage and that he help her with her music career. And he kind of liked her. So he was like, all right. But their marriage was really rushed. So there was like, they play some footage of like them being like, why did you decide to jump into marriage right now? And Paul's like, uh, well, we just didn't want to think about it. So we're just going to do it. That sounds like, I got to say, that sounds like a rock star getting married, though. True. Or a guy that's being blackmailed. That's that, too. <laughs> blackmailed by, by by the MI5. Okay, so <laughs> the Fall's chin was caving from all the surgeries on, on the last album, so he had to wear a fake beard, and the other bandmates like grew out their facial hair to kind of blend in with him. But you can see on the last cover, like he, all the other band members are in white, and then he's in red. Like they very much make it like he is dead still, okay. even with our last album cover. Okay, so Fall has been married to uh, Linda, but while this happened, like after a few years into their marriage, Rita contacts Fall. Here you go. Rita contacts Fall and says that he wants her, he wants him to leave Linda and marry her instead, or else she's gonna tell the world what happened. And weirdly, she was in a an auto accident later with a, a motorbike policeman oh, no. in London. Yeah, because they, they tried to kill her to silence her, but she didn't die. Her name, Heather Mills. Oh, here we go. AKA Heather McCartney. And there's footage of her hinting to a kill switch where she goes, if, if anything happens to me, everyone's going to know this secret that I know. And um, so you better make sure that nothing happens to me because, and she's on, she has, in, has an interview where she's talking about this. Wow. Yeah. And she's like a secret. Everything's going to come out and everyone will find out soon. The world's going to know. And if anything happens to me, they're going to know immediately. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty weird. Also there's interviews with George Harrison, George Harrison, where he's calling Paul fall in all of the interviews. He's like saying, call him fall. Huh. Why is he going fall, right? And then, okay, it gets weirder. Well, they had some beef, though. They did have beef. So yeah. Paul didn't come to the Beatles reunion. It was just George and Ringo there. And when they were asked about it, um, they were like, yeah, Paul said that it felt like, or the interview was like, yeah, Paul said it, he didn't want to go because it felt like a fake reunion and he didn't want to be part of that. Well, you know, they did do the Beatles anthology like a couple years later. Where they actually released some new music as like just them without John. Well. Just say no. Maybe they were trying to cover shit up because Maxwell probably, was probably, probably threatening Maxwell them. Maxwell made him do it. Yeah. They were like, don't don't make it obvious that you and guys Maxwell's are. Maxwell's like, hey, people, we think they'll kill themselves if you guys don't do this. Because <laughs> that apparently just works. Exactly. Okay, so that was the end of the that mockumentary. But then, um, you know, people have more theories because like I said, this was touted as a disinfo mockumentary. So true PIDers. We're talking about how like the huge differences between back then and now with the skull shape. And there was actually, okay, and this is, I didn't verify this, but this is just like an article that I was reading and it's on the internet. So obviously it's true. Um, but there were, uh, there was a team of forensic scientists in Italy consisting of Francisco Gavazzini and Gabriella Carlisi, and they conducted a biometrical analysis of Paul pre and post 1966. And the scientists, okay, so they actually started this um, process because they wanted to disprove all the stupid rumors with science. So okay. they wanted to like finally lay it to rest, but what they found was completely shocking. So they identified the discrepancies in facial features that could not be accounted for by error or plastic surgery. This original article was called Chiedi Chi. I don't know, it's all in Italian, but it was translated, but it translates to ask who was the Beatle. And it was included in the August 2009 Italian Wired magazine. What's weird is at the time that this article dropped, Fall McCartney was on the Jimmy Kimmel show making fun of the whole conspiracy. Odd timing. Anyway, the article said that they were they found certain discrepancies forensically that they cannot say that this is the same person. So they said that when you're trying to like identify people, 
there's less than a 2% margin in between pictures. There's less than a 2% margin of error that can be accounted for, you know, whether by plastic surgery or just by age or whatever. If you're taking two pictures of the same per- of the same person and you put them on top of each other, like there can't be more than a 2% margin of error. Because if there is, if there's any more than 2%, then you have to say that they're different identities, that they have huh. different people. So they looked at these pictures from before 1966, which they said were really hard to find. They don't know why all these pictures are gone. Um, but they found a few and there was less than 2% margin of error. So that was definitely the same person. But then when they compared it to modern day Paul McCartney, there was more than a 6% margin of error, mm. which was really, really odd. Uh, other things of note was the eye skin on the corner of the left eye. It looked like it looks like he actually had a bigger eye and then they covered it up with skin to mimic the shape of original Paul McCartney's mm-hmm. droopy eyes because fall they has like droopy eyes. Yeah, well, it's more said. downturned droopy eyes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there, this part of your nose, like you can get a nose job and you can change the shape of your nose, but this like nose cord part yeah. that connects your like tip of your nose to your upper lip, you can't change that shape. Hmm. And there were major discrepancies in each of the Paul's nose cords. Also, if you look, um, old Paul, his earlobes are attached to his face. And new Paul, the earlobes hang out. Huh. Weird. Also, they said that... Oh, he the, died. He died. That their, the dental work, so the way that the old Paul's teeth were shaped... He could have gotten them straightened, but the way that they changed the palate, they would have had to expand his whole palate, which I actually did that. But back in the 1960s, in order to do this, they had to do this whole crazy surgery where they had to like bone shape. It's like a mandible. I forget what they're, it's called. Maxella facial. And it would have been really painful and traumatic. And there's no way he could have done that in three months from the time like that it so happened. he's dead. Yeah. So he's dead. There it is. Also, his eyes changed color. They used to be brown, and now they're like a, a green color. So it's over. Okay. So there was one last theory that there that Paul didn't really die. So there's like other conspiracy theories. They're like, no, the Paul is dead conspiracy is to throw off what really happened is that there's actually three Paul McCartneys. One's Billy Shears, William Campbell. Yeah. One is the real Paul McCartney who just didn't want to be a Beatle anymore because he didn't like being famous. And three is a guy named Phil Ackrell who <laughs> was a guitarist from this other group and he dropped off in 1964 and nobody like heard from him again. He said he was going to go be an accountant. And he like, if you do look at the skull shape, like it's the same person and like they did all these face things. And anyway, so they also think that maybe they call him Fall. It's not F-A-U-L, but P-H-A-U-L to combine Phil and Paul. See, what doesn't work about that, though, is that he said he was going to go be an accountant, right? Yeah. But the person who won the Paul McCartney lookalike contest would have said, I'm going to go try out for a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of discrepancies there. What do you mean? Well, like if you're telling your friends, hey, I'm going to go be an accountant. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, that makes sense. But he didn't tell his friends, hey, I'm going to go do a Paul McCartney lookalike contest before he left and was never seen again. Yeah. That's key. Well, so so you don't, you think he's not, you think he's think actually he's, an accountant. I think there. he's probably out there being an accountant, yeah. Well, his son, Paul McCartney's son, looks just like Phil Ackrell. So how do you explain that? I can't. Right? I agree that Paul's dead. I'm just trying to figure out who this guy is. By the way, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Paul McCartney, actually. I think, Me too. I think Wings rocked. I think most of the Beatles songs, like after 66, were better. Well, okay, but they were still written by original Paul. Well, fine, but the but the performance was spot on. And it's not like he wrote all the fucking the Wings albums. I it's not like he, he did Live and Let Die. What? Like he was dead. Oh, yeah. So that's what no, I mean. he was a great artist. He Fall, is. Fall's a great artist. Fall's back, dude. Also, He's doing music like, still. We know Fall way more than we know Paul. Yeah, I don't even know Paul. I don't know him either. By the way, that's the thing. Okay, and this Paul is... has a really round head, by the way, and Fall has an elongated head. How long was John with Yoko for? I don't know. Isn't it crazy how like I don't know, man. Oh yeah, he got killed by the way because he said he was gonna come out with the information. Oh, of course. And then same with George Harrison. George was like, It's been long enough and I'm just gonna come out with the information. So he tells 
fall and then he gets killed like why would you tell fall why would you yeah and if you're gonna record your your on your deathbed the audio yeah of like the greatest secret kept kept secret music history yeah don't send it to these fucking documentary guys who hire a voice actor. Exactly. Send it pick to, a different production studio. Yeah, pick just a better studio who's going to be able to preserve the recordings. That's a lesson for everybody. I That's think. a lesson for everybody. That's some shit they don't tell you. That's some shit they don't tell you for sure. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There are so many more celebrities that are actually clone Miley Cyrus, Demi um, Moore, Ashton Kutchman. Don't just start listing them because no, there's really. I'm, what I'm saying is legit. Boyd. You're being a turtle back flat earther right now, and I'm saying actually I, legit stuff right now. I'm sorry. I'm saying actually. I don't want to be a turtle back flat earther. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I hope you like this episode. Uh, read five stars on iTunes if you can. Subscribe. Go visit our sponsors. And, and check us out on Patreon. Give us a like on YouTube. Oh, yeah, Patreon.com slash sticky. We do bonus episodes every month. And Steve does a crypto corner. And we will see you next week. Shout out week. to the corners, by the way. Shout Congrats out to the to corners. All you guys, man. Congrats to all of been you. Been having some big it's wins. Big great. wins. Okay, bye. Okay, if, if you were a clone, like I would... What if Eminem... Oh my God, we're done. Eminem's clone? We're done. Okay, bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.